0: Café des Rene. I am your host, Jameson So joined once again by the star of the show, Mr. Rene Dupree. Rene, how are you doing?
1: Bonjour, He's yeah. flossing my teeth. Proper <laughs> dental health is important to today's world. Did you have a good meal? Well, I eat the same thing every day, six times a day, so chicken and yams.
0: Chicken and yams. And I
2: gotta build the muscles, brother, yeah!
0: I tried... Last year, I was doing, uh, no, two years ago, I was doing chicken and broccoli, and I lost like a ton of weight, uh-huh. and I don't know if I mentioned to you, I uh, fell off a roof, and I fractured my spine, I think I mentioned to you, and then, I just, oh, okay. and then the, pa- the pandemic hit, and I was locked in, so I just started eating like a pig, and I put a load of weight back on, so I need to get back onto the chicken and broccoli again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw my pictures from the last show for Hannibal, and I've been uh, hitting it extra hard. Yeah. And uh, I got O C D, right? So anyway, what's the news, bud?
0: So the news. A few headlines this week. Um, I suppose to kick things off, and it's been the big talking point in the last couple of days. Uh Dark Side of the Ring, the plane ride from hell. Um, before we get into the plane ride hell, have you watched the Dark Side of the Ring before? And
1: oh yeah. I think the producers yeah. are actually from here in the Maritimes, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right. Uh no. They do a good job, and I mean, a lot of people get upset with what gets exposed in it, but there's reason it's called Dark Side of the Ring, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Um, they basically, I, I spoke to uh, Dynamite Kid's daughter, Bronwyn, uh-huh. and we spoke about this, uh, we spoke just after she finished recording it, and she said, you know, they do the homework, and they do just put the truth out there, but sometimes that truth, what they do put out there seems to upset people, and uh, this week it's uh it's, it's a lot of people uh, especially uh, people who's fans of rick flair and um, put a lot of people off but i've there's been a lot of talking points from it and i've sent some clips over and i suppose the first talking point is uh, terry reynolds and the brock lesnar situation so uh, i've sent it over so if you want to hit play
3: himself to me at the um insurrection pay-per-view like a real dick I remember that night I was doing interviews Fish and Jackie in a tag team match. I was backstage and I hear my name called and Brock was in this room. Dustin was in the room, my ex-husband at the time. And Brock did the whole thing. I, I no sold it, went to my dressing room. Dustin came in. He's like, don't sell it. I'm like,
1: I not saying it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. but I, I, I was on my timeline right on on the on the the prophet Facebook right and apparently Jonathan Coachman has come out and said that Vince McMahon was not on that flight, yeah, but Terry Runnels claims that him and Lindo were on the flight, and she was sitting next to him. yeah so somebody somebody's lying, right? yeah. And both of them have accusations. She has this accusation here about Brock Lesnar, you know, exposing himself. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Coachman has said that they owe him money, like tens of thousands of dollars and, you know, back pay. So, actually Hannibal is going to interview uh, Sean Stasiak tonight on his channel. Oh, cool. Sean Stasiak was on that so hopefully we find out if Vince McMahon was or was not on that flight. Yeah. That's what I want to know.
0: If it was true what she was saying, and Dustin, obviously her ex husband at the time, was in the locker room, don't you think he should have like defended like his ex wife's honor? Like, you know, this young guy's come round flashily thinking that and he just stood there doing nothing. And I'm like, You're the veteran and you're letting that happen. I'm like, grow up pair, Dustin.
1: Really I know he, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. but though, so, so I mean, I don't approve of it. What Brock done. I mean, he was a young guy. He was stupid, but still, it uh, yeah. worked on Sable. Though he ends up marrying her, so <laughs> failed with Terry, but worked on Sable. <laughs> right. But next clip we talk about. So. Um, Michael, he- uh, Michael Hayes and uh, J.BL uh, got into a little bit of a slap fight. <laughs>
2: this is
0: another guy
1: that I, I could live without. Michael Hayes.
0: Oh, you enjoyed this clip then.: <laughs> The story was out that Michael got H bombed. What was his role at that point?
2: Michael Hayes worked at creative at that point in time. I don't know if he was officially an agent, a coach, a producer. they have gone through several names. they all do the same thing with the Alcyon in his body, and and I don't know what else could have been in there. He was not himself, and he made bad decisions. Bradshaw had gotten uh, split open the night of the pay-per-view. Oh yes, he is busted open. As Bradshaw is sleeping, Michael Hayes just knocked him in his head and reopened the wound. So now JBL is bleeding all over his shirt. So uh, JBL slapped him and knocked him out. Knocked out Michael Hayes. <laughs> We're like, holy shit!
1: Michael doesn't need to be H bomb to act obnoxious, right? Uh, Michael doesn't even need alcohol to act obnoxious. He's just naturally <laughs> obnoxious. Uh, they punched. Him. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe those Southern boys—that's the way they handle shit. They'll fuck with each other and then punch each other in the face, and their friends, and it's all over, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't like Michael, because yeah. he is obnoxious, but he's one of those guys that's untouchable, because he's been there for what, over 20 years, 30 years yeah. almost, right?
0: Watch, so uh, watch, watch the next clip then and see what X-Pac comes with. Then I hear like
2: chanting for X-Pac. X-Pac was one of the sweetest
0: guys in the world, he really is.
2: Jay Strongbow used to call him the Trailer Hitch. Because he's always following the big load for Hall and Nash. I wanna know what to get my hands on Austin. Yeah. Yeah. But he wanted to be accepted so badly and proceed as a main event guy.
1: Michael Hayes has been burying me in the booking meetings, and he's got that <laughs> ponytail, that mullet. So as he's out cold, I grabbed that
2: <laughs> tail and I lifted up my ass went whack. I remember the big pop? And it was like him holding up the title, but he had the ponytail.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's I what I mean. See, like a lot of people don't like Michael. Yeah. Uh, so that that's his way of popping the boys, right? But sometimes no matter who your friends are, there's always someone above you. Yeah. And that person has the boss's ear more than your buddies do. And it can cost you. Being one of the boys can cost you your job.
0: What was your experiences with uh, Michael?
1: Michael, I I don't like him. I still, yeah. yeah. Uh, He made some, you know, he's not exactly the most uh, politically correct person when he speaks. And he'll say something. He's kind of out front with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't care much for the guy.
0: Uh, Well, next clip, uh, it's the stewardess and she talks about her experience with uh, Scott Hall on the flight. And I came to Scott Hall, who had just woken
3: up. I had offered him breakfast and he grabbed my shirt and pulled me down and my shirt buttons got ripped. And he had told me what he was going to do to me. Do you remember what he said? He said a number of things, but other what I do remember is as my shirt ripped, he told me he was going to lick me. And then he proceeded to to try to do that, which... Uh, I don't want to say scary, because that might sound too dramatic, but it was a moment of great violation, discomfort to have a, a person put their hands on you without you wanting them to do that and to not let go when you ask them to. And to create a, a level of fear when you're there to do a job, and you're doing your job, and now you have to be afraid that you're going to get hurt.
1: Well, what the major issue here, listening to that, is addiction. Yeah, like I'm no str- i am no saint, and I'm no stranger to addiction. Right, and I think a lot of addicts will tell you that alcohol is one of the worst. Yeah, it's actually poison, ain't it? End of the day, it's—it's it's bad for your brain cells. It's bad for The shit you put your guard down, it's it's the worst. To me, you know, people always say marijuana is the gateway drug. I think alcohol is the the ultimate gateway drug, you know? Yeah. Uh, And do I still do it? Occasionally, Uh, Mm. you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it's it's the worst. And then if you mix, like they say, age bombs and pills on top of it, then you will literally black out and not remember. I guarantee he says he doesn't remember. I believe him on that because I've been there oh, too. Oh, yeah.
0: Completely. Yeah. Mad. He's quote The safe fact he doesn't yeah, remember anything from that flight. And I'm like, he's not lying about that. <laughs> I'm right. Not surprised. Yeah. And-
2: so I'm picking him up and uh, I had to uh, get him a wheelchair and literally take him through customs myself. I put the sunglasses on him, laid him there, and he's just kind of, you know, I had to get his passport, had to say that he had some kind of condition. And uh, there I am, wheeling Razor through, uh, you know, Customs. And there's Jim Ross. He had the black hat on and just looking at me with disgust. And I'm like, I'm, I'm here, I'm wheeling him.
0: <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah, I had to push him with a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Just it sounds complete. like Weekend sound yeah. like weakened up there, and he's <laughs> <like, laughs> glasses
1: right? on. <laughs> <sunglasses> <laughs> shit. yeah. Oh yeah. When you're, when you're, uh those you know, Xanax, Halcyon, uh Calamipa- Calazepam. Yeah. On top of the alcohol, I mean, not only can you overdose and die, but you can black out, kill somebody, and I remember doing it. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Jim Ross disappointed me because. I mean, the only only couple of people that came across well during this episode was RVD and Just Incredible, um, which is, you know, Just Incredible saying something. Um, I've had him on the show. He was nice to me. Um, But they came across all right. But when Just Incredible was explaining that story, when he had to get Scott Hall, he picked him up and put him in the wheelchair pushing. And he said Jim Ross was just stood there shaking his head. I'm thinking, what rights Jim Ross got to shake his head? That's his responsibility, Jim Ross. He was head of talent relations, and it's kind of like he's trying to wipe his hands of the situation.
1: Well, you can't follow... uh can't blame Justin for... I mean, what the fuck? Somebody's got to do it, and they're yeah. buddies, right? They'll leave him on the blame. <laughs> so I don't think Justin got fired over that incident, right? I'm not sure, you know. I, I, no, I don't no, think it was uh, there for
0: much longer no. afterwards. He still a job for... A year or two after that i think so i'm trying i'm trying to work out because uh i think he left in 02 they brought him back for the ecw revival in 2006 but he was there literally a couple of months and he left uh so he might have got i don't know if he got fired because of it but i i don't think he was there for much longer afterwards actually
1: well maybe he had demons of his own i don't know i don't know the story but no I mean, I, in, in that company, dude, you could like look at somebody the wrong way or perceived by someone to look at. You know what I mean? Mm. I, it's, that's why everybody walks. Fuck that atmosphere. Oh, anyway, yeah. keep going. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I, mean, I suppose the biggest talking point. So what the stewardess said about Ric Flair? Ric Flair was
3: naked in a cape only, and then he decided to come back to the galley to get a Coke. And then he wouldn't leave the galley. He had me up back against the back door. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't get away from him. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move. He was spinning around his penis and he wanted me to touch it. And he, he took my hand and, and put it on him.
1: Okay. So that, oh, so he's denying it, right?
0: Uh, apparently, he's going to be on the podcast with Renee Young, which who's married to John Moxley. What's the name uh, of that? What's the name of that podcast? This is this is the funniest thing. It's called Oral Sessions. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> She's having Rick. Flair. Why don't
1: you go on your son-in-law conman Thompson's fucking podcast instead of going on a podcast called Oral Sessions when you're accused of sexual assault? <laughs>
0: Well, this is the funniest thing. So Conrad Thompson, so he's got, uh, he's got like this thing now, ad-free, com- uh, ad-free shows. And it's like Bischoff, um, um, Bischoff, Pritchard, loads of those, Kyoda. But yeah. he also does one with the Dark Side of the Ring producers, and they review each episode. So I'm thinking, wow, this next episode is going to be pretty fucking awkward.
1: <laughs> okay, let's break this down here, bud. All right. Ric Flair apparently asked for his release not too long ago right that's right now WWF and their officials know everything they Mm -hmm. have their eyes on everything okay you think they didn't know you think they don't watch Dark Side of the Ring you think did, 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 did you think they don't they didn't see a clip of that or found out about it from somebody
0: That's been brought up online. A few people has got that same theory. They're thinking, yeah, WWE's probably released Ric Flair because they knew this was coming out.
1: Okay. And, you know, I got a call this morning from one of my friends who shall remain nameless. And then apparently Chris Jericho is helping fund Dark Side of the Ring. Now, again, believe nothing in what you hear and half what you see, but I had someone call me this morning and tell me that. And I said, really? He's like, oh, you didn't know? Like, apparently this is very well known,
0: that Jericho is funding them, financially. Uh. I I wouldn't be surprised, because I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's narrated every episode since season one. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: So, he's obviously got some ties into this, and um, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. I think this is part of his deal, uh, and... uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but obviously the rumours for the last few weeks since Flair's been released from WE, or if he asked for his release, he was meant to be joining AEW quite soon. And with this happening, do you think AEW is going to put things on hold, or what do you think? The,
1: the, the ultra-sensitivity of the world today, man. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, one person's lost a job or suspended for the time being because that's of it that's how she felt maybe she should have not taken
2: a payout and went to the fullest extent of the law to then truly put this heinous person in jail my opinion people i feel this is trying to portray someone as this sexual predator and it's not it's a joke it's a gag and today one thousand percent inappropriate my hairstyle is inappropriate right now i am somehow offending someone right now with my double ponytail how dare i have two ponytails and my answer is i'm 50 years old i'm happy i have hair um but if you're asking me i've hung out with rick flair
0: i've never seen him try to force his will against anybody dreaming these comments about it and uh, i don't know if it's harsh to him but the thing was he i think he's trying to it's weird. It's a very fine line. You have to be careful what you say with this kind of situation. I yes. didn't, he, he didn't criticize it, but at the same time, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it was weird how it came about. Okay. And
1: Tommy Dreamer mm. is a prime example of why 85% of this business is backstage. Okay. Yeah. Everybody likes Tommy. I like Tommy. Tommy's a good guy to be around. You know, he's fun to, to hang out with, and you know, he, he can break his balls, and you know, he'll just take it and you break you know what I mean. What he was doing, and I'm not defending what he said, but what he was doing in his mind was defending the business and the boys in the business. Yeah. Okay. Uh, however, when you know, maybe in his mind, he thought that everybody's out to get us, to get us, and there's just an expose, and there's people trying to soak people for money. But he knows that Ric Flair does this shit. Now, if it's oh, just it's against it's the boys, but when you have somebody who worked if that was Tommy Dreamer's wife or daughter being the stewardess, and, and an old man did that to him, to her, different, different would he really story. be talking that way? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, uh, but he has uh, since uh, tweeted about it. Um, I will uh, get it up now, uh, Renee. So, uh, put a message on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so, to quote it regarding my comments on Dark Side of the Ring, it was never my intention to offend, hurt, or victim shame anyone. I understand my comments were insensitive and could trigger emotions in someone's own personal past. I do not condone sexual misconduct of any kind. I apologize to anyone that I've offended. From the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. And uh, one of the comments, what was left, was from Chris Jericho with the simple line, forgiven. Oh, Mm. yeah. See, everybody likes likes Tommy, right? Yeah. Um, Did you work much with uh, Tommy? yeah i had my first raw match with yeah Tom that's right and, yeah uh
1: spike here in halifax nova scotia man my home yeah. territory yeah
0: no, uh, he's, yeah well he's been working with impact wrestling now for the last few years and uh well since that episode came out he's been um suspended um uh, i don't know if it's indefinitely or what but he's been suspended by impact wrestling for the time being so uh I
1: did a podcast, um, Cheap Heat Productions or Cheap Heat Podcast from Ireland. Oh, we're in a day and age where you, if you say one wrong thing, you can be canceled. Yes, even if it's your freedom of speech or your personal opinion, if it's around a sensitive subject like you know, the one at hand here, see, that's just. Know validates what I said, right?
0: Yeah, so and that's that. And another thing, what I found though, also, so wrestling fans, you know yourself, they can be determined for information. Apparently, the stewardess, and this is not to make light of the accusations, and this is not saying, oh, because she's done this, it's okay, I'm not saying that. But after this, apparently, she was part of an eighty thousand dollar jewelry heist. Oh, she, she was the one who was robbing, not the victim in this situation. So, her and another oh. chap um, was part okay. of robbery. <laughs> oh. Oh. I've got the
1: robbery.
0: I have got the quotes. Um, we, we're always kind of prepared on this show, Renee. <laughs> uh-huh. Right, so she's been accused of taking eight thousand dollars in jewelry in the uh, San Diego County Crime, blah 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 blah. Uh, they asked for help from the public to identify the two, and there was a, a what he you call, a bounty on them for a $1,000. Um, but yeah, they was caught wearing black jumpsuits, and uh, yeah, Rob Scott and Heidi Doyle. And that Whoa. was the uh, lady's name, so uh, she's not, I'm not, and this is nothing in coincidence, uh, this is nothing to do with the show and what she's accused Ric Flair on, but I'm just saying... She doesn't seem like, you know, she's uh, as clean as she tries to be. It's
1: like, let's go back. So it's like, if you're caught in one lie, if you make a statement, if you cry wolf, but you're caught Mm. in one lie, then it's going to be hard for people to believe. You understand? Yeah. Any other accusation you bring up. Like, for example, if Jonathan Kojman is telling the truth and Vince McMahon wasn't on that flight, but Terry Reynolds claimed that he, that she was sitting with him and his wife the whole time, then mm. her accusation against Brock is thrown out the window, doesn't it? Because she's caught in a lie. Yeah, it's I like the Mark Twain quote, quote. As long as you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything.
0: Yeah. I, I think even Dave Meltzer, and it's no secret that Dave Meltzer ain't the biggest fan of WWE. It's well known. Mm. I think he actually reported that there, Vince McMahon and Linda wasn't on that flight. They was on another flight. So, again,
1: uh, I actually messaged Hannibal because I am actually curious to know the truth. I don't wanna oh, I we yeah, all I, that, say, I think uh, ask well, Stasiak, well, this... right?
2: Yeah.
1: If Vince was on that flight, because one, if Vince was on that flight, he's the promoter. He's the yes. boss. All he had to do was walk up and say, "Sit the fuck down, or are you out? All, all you motherfuckers will be unemployed." That's all he would have had to do. Trust me, I've been in his presence, especially when he was younger. He's an intimidating motherfucker.
0: I can imagine. Yeah. Well, not yet. So there's still some falling out to see. And when Ric Flair makes his appearance on Oral Sessions, uh, (laughs) (laughs) what a name for a show. (laughs) 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 We will uh, find out more truth. But um, plenty of fallout. So, uh, and. Backside of the Ring, for anyone who hasn't watched it, I recommend watching it. It's a great series, uh, some great episodes, but yeah, uh, a lot of interesting um, news. Uh, So, speaking of news, uh, Renee, uh, there's a new WWE champion, uh, Big E. He uh, Hmm. cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase on the current champion, uh, Bobby Lashley, who just defeated Randy Orton in the main event, and he's new WWE champion. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Big E's work.
1: I've seen pictures, but I never took the time to watch one of his matches.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I found the clip of it so you can watch that. Um, he's not very tall, is he? No, he, I mean, he's thick, um, but he's not He's not tall. He's not like a 6'2", or 6'3". I think he's I'm 5'11". Bobby.
1: No, I'm taller than Bobby.
0: Mm.
1: Bobby's about 6 foot.
0: Yeah. That
1: guy looks to be about five
0: eight maybe
1: five ten yeah got a hell of a body on them though huh big guy crowd's going crazy uh here come his are those his tag partners
0: yeah they was in a stable together new day oh okay
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah remember kevin bonner
1: called him the new gay guy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, well, it looks like a good house. The crowd seems to be into it. Is he a good wrestler? He's capable. He's he's capable.
0: capable. Yeah, he uh, n- rarely makes a mistake. Uh, he's a big guy, he can move fast. Okay. He's not a bad wrestler, to be fair. Um, and so my opinion is, like, it's nothing to do with him. Like he's a talented wrestler. And the guy just seemed like a nice guy, and everyone seems to like him. Mm. My issue is, and that, I, I'm hoping they give him a, a more of a serious attitude, because for the past four or five years now, he's been treated as like this mid card fun loving baby face, but like a joke, because uh. just throwing pancakes to the crowds, putting uh. pancakes out of his single it, like really, really happy go lucky, right. and it's like. How am I supposed to like, treat this guy as like my degree champion now? Oh. Growing up with likes of, you know, and obviously Hulk Hogan was for the fans, but it was Hulk Hogan and Matchman, Warrior, Austin Rock, and then Big E. Right. Like, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Yet. Hopefully, they change his attitude, make him a bit more serious than that. And well, that's, that's it for him.
1: That's up to him. Number one, change your gear. Whatever you were wearing before, completely transform
0: it. New boots, Whoa. new tights. Well, that was the same problem with Covey, uh, who was his um, tag partner, Kovey Kingston. Uh-huh. So he became the champion about two or three years ago now. But he still kept the same act, that fun-loving, clapping, yeah. you know, uh, goofy baby face. And to, he he was given a good run with the belt. He won that main year and he lost it. Um, when did you lose it? After he, he kept the title for like seven months. Mm. So he had a good run with it some good matches, but then he got beat by Brock in like seven or eight seconds. And after that he's just been stuck in the tag team division since. Uh so like he went from main event and back to being a mid like straight away. And one of the reasons for that he never changed his look. It was just the same fun loving baby face. So hopefully Big E would change it, but a lot of people like he's very popular in the locker room and you know everyone loves him. Like he deserves it. He's been with the company for eight or nine years. He deserves it. I'm thinking just because he's a nice guy and everyone likes him doesn't mean he should win the title. I mean, Tito Santana, by all accounts, was a nice guy and he was with the company for years, but he was never going to be given the world title, was he?
1: <laughs> well, not then, but now that the Hispanic audience and the Hispanic oh, population in the United States is larger than ever, you yeah. probably would. Yeah. It's all business. So-
0: but it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. Um, like I said, hopefully, it, I wouldn't mind him as champion. It's just for the fact the way he's been booked for the last five years, he's just been booked as a joke, basically. Same as when Jinder Mahal was given the title. Mm. All that time beforehand, he was a jobber. He was losing every week, and then all of a sudden, he won a couple of matches and he was a champion. And how am I supposed to buy into that? And I compare it to the Bret Hart situation. Bret Hart, when he joined WWE, he worked his way through the tag team division, was oh. became the best at that with the Anvil, worked his way through the IC title, became the best IC champion, mm-hmm. to the point where they finally put the belt on him, the WWE title, the heavyweight title, mm-hmm. and he more than deserved it. So that mm. hopefully they change Biggie's, uh, you know, the way he goes about in that, and he gets a bit more serious, but. um what you, what's your thoughts on, like, characters who's, like, too fun also to become champions?
1: <sighs> it's like a movie role, right? Mm. Johnny Depp plays J- Captain Jack Sparrow awesome. It's really great. Yeah. But if he's going to change a role, you don't want to see him just as Jack Sparrow as that role. You want to see yeah. him reinvent himself. You understand? So yeah. he needs to... Uh, you can do whatever the fuck he wants or, whatever they offer, or do whatever the office wants you to do because they're paying you. But I would try to push to change everything about me. Yeah. Different look completely. You know what I mean? Different haircut. Mm. Okay.
0: Well, good luck to him. Hopefully he does well as champion and uh, he changes my mind. So I'll be happy to admit if I'm wrong. Um, Cool. So something that did change uh, NXT So they rebranded it New look, new logos, new rings mm-hmm. And uh, the one guy who stood out to me And we mentioned him weeks ago uh, When he was signed for the Performance Center But he made his debut uh, He was the former Rex Steiner Which was an awesome name But now they've named him uh, Bron Breaker But he is the son of uh, Rick Steiner Um sent you a clip of his match against Eli Drake. He's <laughs> a
2: What can I help you with, sir? My name is Braun Breaker, and tonight is NXT 2.0, and I want a chance to prove myself.
1: He kind of sounds like his dad when he was younger.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah.
2: It is NXT 2.0. It's also the LA NXT show because tonight. I'm going to become the NXT champion, but first, I'll tell you what, in two
1: minutes, why don't you walk out there, give me this completely
2: real excited. you know, something to be excited about, and then I'll beat the brakes
1: off this cross-eyed half with, yeah! Is he cross-eyed? I don't think so. <laughs> He's got his dad's little singlet on. Yeah.
2: Last moment.
0: He's got a great look. Yeah, he uh, reminds me of obviously Stein, but he reminds me of Brock Lesnar. Oh, in the belly of the beast. Oh. He's got some fire. He's still green. I think he's uh, 23.
2: 23. Roll it, press.
1: That guy looks strong as shit because the other dude wasn't barely even posting off his shoulder. Right. I can tell these guys probably naturally fucking strong as shit. And that's the finish?
0: That's the finish. That's it? Yeah, they just cut it down to clips. Uh, uh, Yeah, but thoughts on him?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, his talking ability, he still looks, sounds young. Yeah. I mean, there's something about a guy who was, you know, like Jake the snake and Hogan and Savage, all that deep, yeah. you know what I mean? But he definitely looks like an athlete. He, he's got, yeah. Oh, it all depends. It doesn't depend on me. It depends on one guy.
0: You yeah. Know well, who that is. <laughs> well, I think his real life name is, uh, I think that's right. Bronson, uh, Reichsteiner, uh I, think, uh, I think that's his real name. And, uh, the other week, they renamed him to Rex Steiner. I thought, man, that's badass. That's pretty damn awesome. But then all of a sudden, they renamed him to uh, Ron Breaker. And I'm like, why do you just like, you know, too team much micromanaging?
1: No. It's because uh, they need to own everything. Because if they're going to invest millions of dollars into you, yeah, they want to own everything about you. Yeah. understand? Yeah.
0: Yo- Second generation, Renee. When you signed for WWE, was there any ever talk of changing your name, or was it didn't it ever come up? No.
1: When I toured France, they sent uh, and for Dixon and for the promotion in Ireland, WWE sent a cease and desist that so I couldn't use the name Dupree. Really? You know why? Why? Because we were drawing money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's why.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I don't play by your rules. That's my fucking daddy's name. And that's my name for life. Okay. What else do you got? Awesome.
0: So next, and, uh, it was one of the headlines from last week and we put a clip out and done pretty damn well, Where uh, Suzuki and he, uh, took his revenge at the end of, uh, AEW dynamite against Moxley. And he was joined by, uh, Lance Archer and, uh, they attacked Moxley and, um, his tag team partner, Eddie Kingston. And, uh, Looks like that's signed for a tag team match for uh, next week, so apparently they acknowledge that they fucked up last week with Suzuki's entrance in these match. so they're trying to uh, make good about it. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I watched the little brawl they had. It's, you know, I just wish you could watch a legitimate Suzuki match with a guy that can actually work his style. Mm. You know what I mean? If the North Americans, like, uh, one of his biggest rivalries in Japan with Su- Suzuki is Funaki. Not, not yeah. WWE, is uh, Masa Funaki. Right? Right. They were the two the two founders of Pancreas, which later became Pride, which later became UFC. Like, yeah. If you could see those two and their feud in the way, I guarantee you, and you promote it well, not give them four minutes, give them 20, 25. If the North American fans could see that, I guarantee you, all the pro wrestling fans that fucked off the UFC, they'd be slowly coming back.
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Oh. And I worked extensively with both those two guys. And I had, personally, my 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 level of wrestling, the intensity, everything went from here all the way up here. You become better when you work with guys that are better than you. All right? I the imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And those those two, along with Chono, Muto. Uh, Fujinami-san, those are my senpais. Those are the guys that I look up to. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um, uh, Archer, formerly Lance Hoyt, worked a lot of in Japan. I know it was for New Japan, but did yous ever work together?
1: Mm-mm. No. No. I think uh, I think we went out to dinner once together. Yeah. Uh, I was living there at the time. I met up with him and uh, Spanky, Brian Kendrick. Ah. Oh, Kendrick. Uh, where the hell is he now? Still anywhere? Where is he? You know what?
0: I i know he's had some injuries, but I think he's with WWE, but he's kind of semi-retired. Um I can't remember last time he's wrestled a match, because I've tried to reach out, try and find his contact details to get him on my show. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think he's still signed with WWE, but I don't know if he's starting to transition into like a producer or like a trainer or such, possibly, but hell of a talent.
1: A little Spanky Spangler, <laughs> him and Paul London, man. Yeah, Paul was one of my all-time favorite opponents. Oh, God. that was great, wasn't it? It was just a night off. It was like you see your name next to Paul's,
0: like fuck. You was in What's that true? Royal Rumble match where he took that elimination from Snitsky, where he flipped out from the clothesline. Uh huh. Greatest
1: elimination reaction? ever.
0: What was your reaction when you saw it? <laughs>
1: I went to Shane McMahon. I said, did you see that? Yeah. Because uh, I have very few to little friends, if any friends in this business. Mm-hmm. I consider Paul a friend. And if you're my friend, I will go up to bat for you. And I was like, you know. And you know when Paul got his biggest push? Mm-hmm. It was, well, first it was the tag, tag belts.
0: With Kedman, and yeah. The Cru-
1: then it was the Cruiserweight belts. Yes. Riding with me. I made sure his ass guy in the gym every day. Because yeah. Vince McMahon is a uh, a workout, uh, he's obsessed with lifting weights and fitness, right? Yeah. So he judges how hard you're working by your physique. Mm.
0: That your anniversary came up uh, a few weeks ago, actually, when you and Suzuki defeated him and the uh, Kidman for the tag belts.
1: Yeah. Then they went off in their singles run. They had their s- right. big singles match together. Mm. Then I think after that is when Paul won the cruiserweight title.
0: Uh, I think so. I think he won it before and after he was tag champs. I'm pretty sure he did, but yeah. I don't know they tried to push uh Kendrick, it's like this solo heel. Uh, they named him Meek v- Brian Kendrick. Uh, mm. wasn't a bad gimmick, uh, but um, I, f- I think eventually, like he left for uh TNA and came back to WWE a couple of years ago for the cruiserweight division again. But uh, but now two great guys, I'd love to have them on the show one day. Uh, um, yeah, try to get
1: Paul, man. Try to get Paul with me, that'd be great, yeah.
0: Uh, Uh, I think I've actually just found these contact details, so uh, I'll hit them up. (laughs) So we got some uh, new subscribers last week, and big thank you to everyone, because we set the tag out 100 subscribers, and uh, we surpassed it, so big thank Thank you you. to everyone. (laughs) So uh, if you are enjoying the show, please keep uh, the support going, hopefully uh, by uh, next week, maybe hit uh, 150, it's a big target, but we'll try, but we got a couple of comments and some questions from last week. So, uh, one that new listener, Wherezy, thanks for joining us. Uh, great question, Renee. Who's on your Mount Rushmore?
1: Well, that's that question is subjective.
0: There's so I, I, I'll word it this way. Obviously, a lot some people when they say the Mount Rushmore, they presume who is the biggest draw and stars or the biggest stars. So you could yep. easily say Hogan, Flair, Austin, Rock, for example, but What's your own personal Mount Rushmore, you could say? Your favorites. The
1: four guys who drew the most money, but Hogan would be on there. Austin, Rock. But actually, no, because you have to go through the last four generations. Yeah. You have to put Andre the Giant on there. Yeah. You'd have to put, don't forget, it's not just America. There's your country. Big Daddy drew a lot of money. Show sure <laughs> that go to Japan. Antonio Inoki drew a shit ton of money. Yeah, if you go to Mexico, El Santo drew a lot of money, El Mascaras drew a lot of money, Dr. Wagner drew a lot, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so, Bruno, as yeah. well, so, Bruno,
1: <laughs> but Bruno, right? Yep. So, you know, this generation here, we'd say, Oh, yeah, Flair, Austin, Rock, but then people who are younger than us all oh, know John Cena. <laughs>
0: Right. Cena's got a claim when you think about it, he's done well. Right? Yeah. Uh, but your your personal four, like if it's you know, the person who, the, the four who entertained you the most or who you who you okay.
1: So if, yeah, if you ask me who who I look up to, I mean geez, there's so many. Yeah. But you definitely have to put Dynamite Kid on there. Yeah. You definitely have to put Bret Hart on there. Yeah, he's like <laughs> Definitely have to put uh for me masa chono when i was a kid and then there's harley race but then there's mm. midget wrestlers because skylo low is my favorite midget uh favorite, yeah. my favorite wrestlers right and there's yeah. guys you don't know like uh you know leo burke here in the maritimes that was locally for my dad you know yeah so i mean but i'm, I'm a wrestling fan it's just mr perfect current right yeah texas tornado i mean there's so fucking many
0: Oh, there is. Uh, I was on the, one of my friends' show, uh, Mags and Eden's the show Badlands, and that's the concept of the show, Mount Rushmore's, and I was asked for mine. Uh, Brett is always number one for me. Uh-huh. Uh, Jeff Hardy, number two, massive Jeff Hardy fan. Uh-huh. Uh, number three, Rock. Number four can change. Uh, for the longest time it was all in, then it can be Shawn Michaels, then it can be Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is go- growing higher and higher in my opinion because yeah. he could do everything um but there's so many but my top three is Brett uh, Jeff and uh, Rock so uh it's always tough <laughs> and uh, another question by Demogod1 uh, two questions one for you and one for myself so his question for you how has it been recording your new show something
1: to do something to look forward to it keeps me up to date with wrestling because honestly yeah. <laughs> i have no fucking clue i'm actually starting to get interested a little bit more and actually trying to research some stuff to make me yeah. more you know entertaining for this show i don't know
0: good <laughs> cool. uh there's a question for me uh james are you planning on creating any more shows with other wrestlers um Maybe in the future, uh, I'm pretty stretched out. I mean, I've got my own show, that 90s Wrestling Podcast. So hard to get guests uh, and organising the interviews, which I do love enjoying. And I'm loving doing cafe at the minute. So, But if there's opportunity, do one in the future of someone else. Uh, depends who it is. I would love to do one with a pre- previous guest I've had on the show, Todd Pettengill. He'd be someone I would love to do a show with. But uh, never say never. That's what they say right. in wrestling. Is that right, Renee? That's it. <laughs> Awesome. So, Rene, our favorite part of the show, WrestleMania.
2: WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, for the first one, we got JBL and uh, Eddie Guerrero.
1: <laughs> Just... yeah, that was there. That was the Judgment Day pay-per-view.
0: What was your reaction? Like, it's a great match, but the amount of blood like, poured out of Eddie, what was your reaction afterwards?
1: Just go back and watch how Bradshaw hits him with the chair. That's all I'm going to say about that. Just watch it in slow motion. Yeah, because sure. I did. So just watch it. Okay, next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> you I wonder if he ever picture.
0: got bullied though in high school. Yeah, to look at that picture. Yeah, uh, but I think he started. Apparently, he started wrestling at a really young age. Right. And as you can tell from that picture, he's a big guy, <laughs> right? I don't know.
1: Brock, because I we didn't, we had a friend of mine was named Brock. We always called him Broccoli. I guess we're mean as kids, but that's just the way it was, right? I wonder if you ever got called Broccoli. I don't know. <laughs> that's a nice finish you have there. If you're someone somewhere to kick out. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. And always be like how am i like a i'd be like oh why did they put a picture
0: of her is she a hoe i knew her uh, a, i mean she slept around with wade barrett
1: well that doesn't make her a hoe that makes no. her human well i you know, don't know why slept the entire cool. locker room got gang bangs and well maybe you could be considered a hoe but heat market dude well, i mean what the what do you expect your high high-libido athletes, you're constantly in shape, you're constantly in the goal, you're not around, you're always on the road together, look at the way we dress backstage, how are you not supposed to be attracted and or hook up with somebody, right? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Whenever you saw this dude pop up on the... Jack Tunney! President Jack Tunney! Oh, Fuck. That's old school. Kids these days won't understand. They won't understand, damn it. Okay, so your heart. Hey, let me ask you a question. Now they're watching this one. Right? Yep. Do we see any pictures of old Triple H in the like in the hospital from his current heart surgery?
0: I haven't personally, but what I have heard, apparently, no one's allowed to talk about business with him at this point in case nobody's seen
1: any pictures though it just wwcom said that he had a heart attack but nobody's seen pictures maybe he wants his ah oh, he probably wants his privacy right yeah uh, oh boy i can't wait to get back to the ball bo- <laughs>
0: yeah that ain't happening <laughs> cool. so oh, next yeah. we go to uh wrestling TikTok. so the first one uh tag team fail Oh, oh! oh 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 <laughs> oh
1: so that's supposed oh to be like a blind tag, or it was a blind braking. tag, right? Yeah. a right, yeah. baby blind tag. Oh shit!
0: Thanks, <laughs> Rey <Ray> Mysterio. Okay. <laughs> I remember this as a kid.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy moly!
0: <laughs> holy moly
1: <laughs> uh, holy moly what's your fucking name okay. oh shit okay so dude, he's lucky he didn't inhale himself first of all but this was the, the greatest role of my sister was at this show she was with her husband and the kids right and she said nobody nobody could be serious in the crowd after that no, it just that was it. Yeah, that was it.
0: What's okay. the first thing what you would normally see under the ring, like, coming from that angle? Is it, like, is it random after every show, or is there, like, specific parts of what would they would use to put in the ring underneath it?
1: <laughs> well, no, because there's a metal bar that goes around beneath there, right?
0: Yes, that's right, and yeah. The
1: speed and his weight and simple physics, I mean... Oh, so yeah, he, he was, could have knocked his ass out, crushed his, you know, God knows yeah. the kind of damage he could have done. He's lucky. Okay, what's the next one?
0: Uh, Prince Seven. Oh!
1: Uh, 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 is that the DDT wrestler?
0: No, is that's that... Prince Seven, uh, Finn Balor.
1: Yeah, but the, the the guy who got kicked in the nuts.
0: Oh, probably, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the DDT wrestler. Hell of have finish it. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, oh, right in the balls, poor fella, funny wrestling, some- okay, and, uh. right, right, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't want to be me too, right? I come back to haunt me someday. But number one, I just want to say, in my personal opinion, I hate intergender wrestling. I'm totally against it. But that's just me.
0: And uh, I've got a surprise for you. And uh, This is from Pro Wrestling Noah's uh, TikTok account. What? What did they do? they fire me? Oh. <laughs> fire me online? <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Uh, 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 oh, that's uh, Nakajima. Uh, oh, Bobby. bam. That's Wagner
0: hell of a finish oh
1: yeah wagner came up with that one. wagner i mean those mexican luchadores man they're mm. fucking innovative yeah. i have to give them credit they come up with some cool fucking shit oh wow that's cool why
0: well, does wagner yep. rank amongst your tag team you've had in your career
1: um well i didn't get to know him that well yet I mean, we lived in the same apartment, and it was during the pandemic, so we were crammed up together, and we did have a few tequila sessions, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than he is, you know, and yeah. he is second gener oh, third generation, so he's a little cocky, but then again, so am I. So <laughs> no, I think I think we have a lot in common. I think we're going to get along great. Um, actually, language, huh? yeah.
0: Is there a language barrier? Is English pretty good or is your Mexican good? Pretty good. See, yeah. see, si. si, senor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, good guy. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Well, Renee, it's an awesome show. And, yeah, a big thanks to everyone who's uh, watched us again. And, yeah, the numbers been going up. And, uh been pretty impressive. I I said to you, I wish I had these numbers when I first started my channel. I'm getting jealous.
1: <laughs> oh well, I couldn't do it without you, bud. So everybody, like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for the support. And the more people, the more uh, finances, with the more gifts we can give.
0: Awesome. And um, before we do sign off for yeah tell everyone where they can find you, and if you want to promote any shows or anything, promote away.
1: Uh, this week I'll be in Alberta, Canada. I'm going out west because I want to be a cowboy, baby. I'll be in uh, Edmonton, St. Albert's. I'll be in Calgary. And I'm doing a seminar for a wrestling school out there. So if you're from the Alberta area and you want to come hang out, don't give me Corona because I'll kick you in the nuts. But come see me uh, at Real Rating Bree on Twitter and uh, don't add me on Facebook because that's just for my personal friends I and mean, not business. So, other oh, than good. that, au revoir, à la prochaine.
0: Yep. Bonsoir. Thank you. And yeah, if everyone wants to follow the uh, podcast, uh, please do so. Cafe Day Renee, we're on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. And we've also got the uh, Facebook group as well. So, you can follow that, and if you want to read, follow me. You can follow me on Twitter at nineties wrestling pod, Instagram at nineties wrestling podcast, and if you want to give my podcast subscribe that nineties wrestling podcast, please do so. But yeah, thanks everyone, and please subscribe, support channel. And until then, we'll catch you next week.